Ah, the matchup that we've all been waiting for is finally happening this Sunday. Brady versus Belichick. Darth Vader versus Palpatine. That's what I like to call it. But this is me, your boy Matt. I am your host of the FOE podcast. And me and Josh, we're back this week talking more football. We talk about this Brady-Belichick matchup. Also, the undefeated and the winless teams. What team is going to lose first and what winless team is going to finally pick up a win? Uh, Josh throw in some comments about C.J. Henderson being traded to the Panthers. We bring back fight or flight. And also end the show off with a cliffhanger of what's to come next week. So, you know, just make sure you stay tuned to listen to that. But let's go ahead and jump into the show. You begin Hello Fresh. Yeah, it's, what's it's that pretty like? cool. It's I mean they they send you like it's like the advertisement says they send you like the ingredients and everything that you need. It just has instructions tells you what to do. Okay, that seems very simple. Yeah, it really is. It's not bad at all. And yeah. we used to spend we spend a lot of money like we spend a lot less grocery shopping and then you know we used to go get like pick up fast food and like you know take out all the time yeah we still do it we still do it every couple days a week but it's nowhere close to what it used to be understandable we kind of we kind of trying to backtrack from that ourselves i'm substituting with sushi bowls from kroger though because kroger makes some really good sushi i don't know if i have a kroger in my area that's strange (laughs) <laughs> I've been in Georgia too long. If I go into another state and I don't see like a Dollar General or a Waffle House, I'm I might have like some form of a relapse or I may lose my mind, nervous breakdown. Yeah, right. We we got those. <laughs> okay. Whew. It's just Kroger. You yeah. <laughs> what, what what is that? Is that like Walmart or is that like BJ's or something or what? It is it's a knock it, let's say Walmart just for food. Food or oh, farms. so just so just like a nice grocery store. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's it. I'm shocked though. I'm shocked that you haven't, you know, seen a Kroger or even a commercial because they normally run ads. I'm, I've I've heard the name before. I just didn't know exactly what it was. We have a um, what's it called? A Trader Joe's. I've heard of that, but never had the chance to shop there. We have. We have one somewhere, somewhere north of me. I've never been there, but I've I've seen it. I don't think I've seen a Trader Joe's down here. Yeah. Hmm. It's yeah. interesting how like some stores, you know, they're all across the country, but then there's yeah. some that are like specific to your area. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of shocked, you know, about the Kroger thing because my from my point of view, just from being in this state and seeing a Kroger in basically every city I go to. I automatically, well, I've seen it in a couple states too, but I automatically think that Kroger's everywhere. See, my girl, yeah. she's behind me. She's shaking her head. She's like, no, it's not. Cause she's <laughs> from up north. Okay. Yeah, so she's like, no, it's not. I mean, that's Publix. Publix shouldn't be everywhere. It's too expensive. We don't have a Publix either. 
That's for the best. <laughs> That's for the best. If you ever go into a state or move to a state, or there's a Publix that decides it wants to head up north or open, just know you only go there for buy one get one free. Do not shop anything else. Oh man, that's well, literally just, the like, only deal. Super expensive. Yes, that's <laughs> that's literally the only deal they have is buy one get one free. You don't shop for anything else because then all of a sudden it's like going to Walmart. You pick up five items, you're about to spend fifty bucks. Yeah, that's the bullshit. That's Walmart. Like if you're, if you're spending that much money, you expect high quality, but it's Walmart. It's crazy because I take fifty bucks and I go to Kroger. I go to Walmart. I'm probably gonna walk out with probably about maybe ten items if I'm lucky, depending on what it is. Now, yeah. if I hop in my car and go drive all the way to the farmers market, fifty bucks fills up my whole fridge. <laughs> yeah, it's just like different different places. It's it's crazy how everything is so different. Yep, that's why people should travel. Off the road. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh man. By the way, I got me I got my own little personal segment next week, but I'm gonna tell you at the end. I've already done a lot of research on it. I'm I'm gonna try like when I do this, I'm probably gonna try my hardest not to laugh because it's gonna sound outlandish, but it's oh, okay no. though. It's not that bad. I'm gonna tell you at is the end it, of the show though. <laughs> is it more outlandish than that Tom Brady having like ten Super Bowls? I mean, is that really outlandish? Is it really? I mean, I guess it's not like I get it's it because out of that this. defense he can't. With that defense, I don't see it happening. But is it really outlandish because it's Tom Brady? I mean, technically it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. So, what would your life be like if Tom Brady won ten Super Bowls? Like sports life when it comes to the NFL, what would that be like? <laughs> um. Well, the main thing is that would mean Aaron Rodgers didn't win another Super Bowl. At least, yeah. I mean, that means that the my Broncos didn't win another Super Bowl. On the plus side, that means Mahomes didn't get another Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. that messed up the whole baby goat conversation, too. That kills yeah. that. Yeah, he's already lagging behind. Yeah, everybody's catching up. I mean, he just got to... You gotta. I can't put it all on you. The defense isn't really as good as it should be, but everybody's catching up. Everybody has fast receivers. You got two guys in your division that <laughs> they're waiting for you. The Chargers already beat you once. Yeah, yeah. Then Buffalo. I, I haven't even had a chance to watch a Buffalo game. I just see they're kicking everybody ass. Oh yeah, Josh Allen's back. Like, dude, they kicking everyone's ass, and that shit right there is something to me. I'm yeah, like putting the notes to apologize to anybody that listens to this and hear me eating fries. <laughs> they were delicious. Yeah, at least they were delicious. Yeah, like it's funny, like you're talking about Josh Allen, like he didn't perform that well. Not not this past week, but the week before against the mm-hmm. Dolphins. Yeah. And, like, the Bills overall didn't look like the Bills we were expecting. But you look at the score, and they beat Miami 35 nothing. Yeah. 
that that shit right there really got me. I'm trying not to hand out excuses for teams because I know that we got to jump back into having a training camp and all that other shit like that. But it's like, you know, when you look at contenders and you look at how you played last year without training camp and all of a sudden training camp comes back this year and you're kind of starting off a little bit slow. Yeah. I have to remember that it's early in the year. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it seems like we've had a lot of football, but we're maybe, we're less than a quarter of the way through the season. We just had a lot of good games. Oh, hell yeah. We've had some excellent games. That, that's really what it is. It's been a lot of good games, a lot of close games. So it, it it's like, it's so much going on. It's not like, you know, the years before where you got a couple boring games, even the close games where they're not hitting over 25, 30 points a piece are seem very interesting. They've got a lot of changes, people in different places. It's so, it's so many headlines this year. Yeah, I was going to say that so many storylines and rivalries come through. It's more than just, um, you know, Tom Brady getting back to the Super Bowl and what's next for the Kansas Chiefs. You barely hear about the Kansas Chiefs unless they're losing now. You hear about Matthew Stafford probably walking away with MVP. You hear about Sam Darnold and the Panthers. The Jets still suck. (laughs) (laughs) I'd have to throw that in there. (laughs) Oh, you got to throw that in there. You might as well throw Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars in there, too. Yeah, you can't even. How did you go this long without even talking about the Cowboys? That defense, that defense is looking. They're not looking. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be a, a great defense, but they're vastly improved from last year. Oh yeah, Mika Parsons. <laughs> Michael Parsons. <laughs> yeah, they got they got two picks uh, last week against, or not last week yesterday against Jalen Hurts, and they're out there just. Forcing turnovers every week. I mean, that's a huge surprise. Yeah, they got a tough one next week. They, when you play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in week one, and then you have to come right back and play a high-powered Chargers defense, a Chargers offense team overall, we always focus on offense because that's all the that's all they like to talk about media anyway. Oh, of course. Yeah, but when we look at that team overall, both of those teams, both of those teams are playoff teams. They kept both of them close. And then you come against a weak Eagles team, and you're like, all right, I'm just beat the shit out of you. But that Panthers game, that's one to watch next week. Yeah, basically you have, like, your your tough games, and then it's it's ironic that your breather game is a divisional rival. It seems like they got a couple of those. What is it, the Giants? Washington defense is the worst defense in the league. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm sure... Like it's a it's a cause and effect thing with offenses, but Brian Fitzpatrick's injury early on, I'm sure that didn't really help the defense because you know you would think with Fitzpatrick on the field, uh, they'd be able to score more, keep control of the game a little bit more. Yeah, like Heineke's not bad, Mm-mm. but you know you would think with Fitzpatrick he'd be able to control the game a bit more, and that would let the defense get some more rest, but. Nah, I'm I'm thinking sophomore slump. They had a lot of young players on their defense, and you know you know how the league goes when they get a playbook on you. Yeah, you gotta, I mean, no, no, continue. I was gonna say like it it really depends on the on the players that you're scheming against because like some 
some guys they're just too too strong you know they're just too talented to really be completely phased out of the phased out of the game factual but at least at least that's what i thought you know chase young um sweat uh i mean they did lose who they have i forget their other pass rusher that they lost but yeah i mean yeah, it's just it's a surprise that they haven't been making as much of an impact as they did last season. Yeah, I think they'll turn it around, <clears throat> but just starting off the year, it's not looking good so far. Yeah, I'm sure if you ask like, you know, a hundred people, hundred random football fans, whose defense would carry over from last year to this year, other than Tampa Bay, they would say Washington. Yeah, I had and, Washington as a dark horse because of their defense. Yeah, and ironically, Tampa Bay's defense isn't looking that hot either. Nope. They're they about to call Richard Sherman. Yeah, I just saw that like a few minutes ago. Oh, boy. Did you see what happened with uh with Marlon Mack? Yeah, they're looking for a trade. I kind of felt like that was coming when they made him third string. Because I'm like, why the hell would you have Marlon Mack backing up Hines? Yeah, that's respectable, though. Like the, the move that they're doing. Because, yeah. you know, they're they're trying to help him out trying to get him somewhere else where he can play, trying to get, you know, some kind of value in return. You know, I'll take him in Atlanta. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> you know, I, I only thought for a minute about it. I was trying to think of, like, good landing spots for him, but, you know, I only thought about it for a second. Nothing really popped in immediately. But, yeah, Atlanta's a, a nice little spot. Marla Mack and Cordero Patterson. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Davis like you are, but... That would be that would be a good one too. You know, I'm probably gonna ride out the Mike Davis thing for well, I'm not even gonna lie to you like that. Cordero Patterson is looking better than Mike Davis. I, I don't know what's going on anymore with the Falcons. I'm just looking at I thought we would be better, like middle of the road better. Not bottom of the league. I didn't think we'll go back to that. I thought we'll probably be like middle of the road better. Then it's crazy because Cordell Patterson, a punt returner, who's now a running back, who was also a receiver, is like our X factor. Yeah, he's he comes like, out there, he plays physical football. Yeah, he's like if Percy Harvin was just a little bit a bit slower and like more physical. Yeah, you know he can he can catch and he can run. I, I know Dylan hates him because he didn't work out in Minnesota, but like Patterson looks explosive, man. Yeah, so I'm sitting here and I'm like, he he's not afraid to run through blocks. He's not he can create his own. I'm sitting here watching him stiff arm defenders and I'm like, wow, this guy's really physical. Like he changes our run game. I'm like, you know, man, just figure out what we're gonna do with Mike Davis. Like figure out a way to use him because you can use him in a run or the pass. Maybe try to use him in a pass more. I don't fucking know what to do with the Falcons. I was just Honestly. like, you know what? That last drive though. I'll be that guy. That last drive to win the game, though. That was all right. <laughs> Honestly, like, do you think that maybe if Atlanta gave Indy Mike Davis and a draft pick for Cordero Patterson? Because, I mean, he, yeah, he ain't going to. Or, yeah, yeah, for Marlon Mack, my bad. Because then you would have, you know, in Indy, you have Jonathan Taylor, Name Hines. And then you'd have Mike Davis as a, 
you know, where Marlon Mack was in the third string. And then, you know, Atlanta, they're not going to need him. Hey, we bring in Marlon Davis. That that changes things. I get what you mean, though, because I'm shocked. I was just shocked to see them move him to third string. But when they did that, I kind of knew things were coming. When he went down with injury last year and he decided to sign back with us, I was shocked. Because I'm sitting here like, you clearly saw what Jonathan Taylor did last year. You know that's the guy they're going to go with. Why Why did y'all sign this contract? And then they're like, you know, oh, we're going to do this one-two punch thing. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm all for it. Because I always felt like Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, they make a good one-two punch. Then they move him to third string for Hines. And I'm like, well, this this can't be good. Something's not going on in, head court, in the office. And then here we are. We're about to lose Marlon Mack. Hell, while we're at it, can we go get Car- Can we go get a Gardner Minshew while we're at it? <laughs> Gardner gets uh, traded twice in like a month. Oh, that's perfectly fine. But we we've been we've been over here talking about a lot for fifteen minutes. Let's let's go ahead and get <laughs> it. It's nothing wrong. We're, we're talking football, but let's go ahead and talk about the the main thing at hand here: Patriots versus Buccaneers. Tom Brady versus Belichick, Darth Vader versus Palpatine, whatever, you know, reference of movies that you guys want to use for this thing. It's just this is that matchup that people have been waiting for for years, even when they were playing together. They was waiting for this moment. Yeah, this is the this is the game that's, you know, everybody's talking about. And like, it's funny that like the storylines are the storyline between Belichick and Brady are, you know, taking over everything. But. When you look at it, it's it's not going to be a fun game to watch unless you're a Bucks fan. I think I think Tampa's going to stomp all over the Patriots. No disrespect to Belichick and Mac and Cheese, but they just they don't stand a chance. I'm just being real. Last week we saw, I I called him in my notes. I called him Easy Mac. <laughs> Easy Mac threw three picks. We got James White out with an injury. And I went back, I, I looked at the first three games on the on the Patriots schedule. Week one, week one, they scored 16 against Miami. Week two, 25 against the Jets. And week three, 13 against the Saints. When 25 is your high and it became against the Jets, anybody can put up points against the Jets. When your quarterback so, is only throwing four air four air yards on average, there's a problem. Yeah, right. He's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna launch this Hail Mary here and it goes ten yards. Like <laughs> He's looking like Alex Smith, and Alex Smith puts up more air yards than this guy. You know, a young Alex Smith. Oh, that's Lord. not see, that's not bad. No. But it's not gonna win you anything. Not in this it's NFL. Sam Bradford, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> oh i don't know about that yet oh now i don't know we're gonna put him in that category yet i just know that you know we're gonna call him mac check down jones check down mac yep check down mac there we go that's all he Uh, gonna do (laughs) yeah we, we i talked earlier about tampa bay's defense not being as good as it was last year they're going to be plenty good to shut down this offense. Like, I don't I don't really have any doubt about it. And I was looking at Tampa Bay's 
offensive uh, point outputs. They put up 31 against Dallas, 48 against Atlanta, and 24 against the Rams. Tampa Bay's lowest score was 24. The Patriots' highest score is 25. I know it's only three games, but come on. Well, we kind of already know what the deal is with the Patriots, and I'm not just talking about this this year. We know that it seems like they're either going to be good, average, or bad. And you kind of get that idea after like week two. I don't, yeah. I don't see Mac Jones, especially not against the Bucks, deciding. You know what? I want to put twenty yards in there. I don't see, I don't see Belichick letting him do that. He's like, you ain't about to embarrass me against my old quarterback. Because <laughs> you know, even though they're gonna make it always seem like it's about the game, which is fair, I understand. That's that's what we've been told for years. But we know deep down inside, behind the scenes, they they have their little lashings. But he's not gonna let Matt Jones start throwing twenty air yards against the against the Bucks. But he might have to. You ain't got James White. You know how you know how much they like to run the game. Is Damian Harris? Is he uh, injured? Um, he playing? Um, I'm looking that up right now. I think oh, I only had fourteen yards last game. <laughs> Oh, lie. Oh, God. That sucks. <laughs> I like Damian Harris. Oh, yeah. Last year, I think he led the league in uh in carries, uh, yards per carry. Or he was up there top five. Around, like, he's, a, 5. he's a good running back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you have Mac Jones throwing the football. Maybe let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So, we, we're both pretty much in agreement that Tampa Bay is going to destroy the Patriots, right? Yep. What's my score for them? That's my game of the week. I actually kept it low scoring too. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's my game of the week because that's the main thing. But it's okay. I got a boy. I got like four games that people should not ignore, just because these teams are playing. Like Rams versus Rams versus Cardinals is a game everybody should watch. Oh yeah, that's my game of the week. Yeah, Rams versus Cardinals. I even got Broncos versus Ravens because even though the Broncos are a very good team, the Ravens will be their toughest team yet. So that's a game to watch. Shoot, Browns and Vikings maybe something. Yeah, I, I, Jags, Burrow versus Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, we may see Trevor Lawrence throw three more picks, but hey, we're watching two former first round picks go at it. What well, what's more likely? Trevor Lawrence doesn't throw an interception, or Mac Jones throws for two hundred and eighty yards. Oh, Matt Jones throwing for 280 yards. The man had 55 attempts last week. <laughs> Let me fact check that because it was sitting around that. <laughs> and they still oh, couldn't man. score. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking about putting the putting the yard putting the yards at like three or three fifty, but I was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's a little too crazy. And guess what? 30 we had 30 for 51 with 270 yards. He actually averaged nine yards. Nine <laughs> yards. That's a huge that's du- that's almost double. More than double. <laughs> you like that? Oh boy, I hope he never does. Oh my god. He better not turn no cut cousins because he's throwing more air yards. <laughs> oh man. I, I got um I got Tampa Bay winning this one. 45-17. Actually yeah. I actually got Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady is my player of the week. Throwing for 471 yards 
and four touchdowns. <laughs> I would not be surprised. I legit would not be surprised if Tom Brady's yardage and touchdowns are literally double what Mac Jones has this week. Oh, man. I feel bad for Mac Jones. He's just he, the new he kid for this. Yeah. Like, you're the new kid in the midst of a breakup between two parents. And you're the exactly. kid. <laughs> you're... I was going to say you're like the, you're like your friend is having, um, your parents have a divorce. So you're just there at your friend's house awkwardly. Oh my God. Yep. That's, that's actually accurate. He's just a visitor. Yeah. 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 He's not, he's not a blood relative. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know how long your stay is going to be yet, especially with those air yards. Keep his ass to the curb. Man. <laughs> The fact that this man makes me want to go and get a football, step on a football field, and see if I can throw more air yards than him. Hey, man, it's possible. I think I think we were talking about that last week. Hey, I'm all for it, man. I get me a job. All I got to do is check down, and then eventually, you know, 20-yard bomb, boom, I can do it. Uh, my, my question was going to be, how different of a game do you think this would be if the Patriots were starting Cam Newton? It would be a very different game because Cam Newton has never lost to Tom Brady. Mm, that would be the storyline. Oh, that would be the storyline. But guess what? By halftime Sunday, we'll be laughing at that storyline. Yeah. We, we don't need Tom Brady to have any more motivation to do anything. If you put out there and you start talking about it a lot that Cam Newton – has never beaten Tom Brady. Tom Brady will motivate that defense to keep Cam Newton like Jameis Winston status without the touchdowns. Maybe like 131 yards passing, but without the touchdowns. And Tom Brady, like you said, what, 400 yards? Yeah, I was saying like 470. Oh, wow. Damn, you're saying 500 yards. He's basically going to break Dan Marino's record and run with it. Yeah, I mean, he's breaking Drew Brees' record, I think, probably in, a, in his first drive. Oh. I think he's 68 yards behind. Oh, he's 68 yards behind Dan Marino for number one. Oh, is that Dan Marino? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be broken by the first drive. Yeah, I can see one pass. <laughs> one pass to A.B. I don't know. Is, is, he, is he playing? I know he was on the COVID. He had a – I think he – caught COVID or he was on like the close contact or something well he has to pass has to have two negative tests so we're not sure I did yeah. hear that Gronk is likely to play so what if that first pass is to Gronk for about you know, 75 I, yards <laughs> I was thinking that at first but like realistically Gronk's not going to be able to make it 70 yards like he wouldn't be able to outrun Mac. Ooh, that would be an interesting foot race. Oh, my God. Who you got? What's the foot race? Uh, uh, Gronk versus Mac Jones. Oh, my God. I, I would have to go Mac Jones because I feel like Gronk would get distracted. You know, he'd be <laughs> he'd be pumping up the crowd as he's running. He would do, do some kind of dance. He would probably hurt himself again. It's possible. Matt Jones is going to take it very serious because he has to prove to Papa Belichick that, you know, I can take this team and we can go far. So he's going to take it very serious. You're going to see him, you know, deep breathing. 
all oh, yeah, out. I can see that. All the hamstrings and the triceps, you're going to see it all pop out. The muscles he don't have, all that shit. It'll zoom in on his face during the whole run. He will not blink. <laughs> he will not blink. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give him an oxygen tank after that. This man's so focused, he breaks the 40 record. <laughs> like, we've never seen... <laughs> we've never seen a hint of anything like this before from this guy <laughs> oh my god he gonna have defenses <laughs> he gonna have defenses scared of his running ability he gonna have that one <laughs> defender gonna be like are you fucking serious there's only one thing it's only one game they drug test him <laughs> he clearly has something <laughs> in his system for this <laughs> i know we're talking football but i could see belichick seeing watching mac jones and having the Vince man voice like god damn pal i think we're a business I can see it, but then next thing you know, they play the Bucks. The game kicks off, and we're not in business. Yeah, it's thirty-five nothing, like two oh, minutes in. God. Dude, you made me feel bad for the score I have. I got a generous score. <laughs> oh, what'd you have? Oh, my score is very generous. I was thinking the same score as last week. I'm thinking twenty-eight thirteen. Brady takes it easy on him, but if everybody keep talking shit, then yeah, he gonna put up forty-two. No, Brady's not going to take it easy on him. Not against Belichick. I know. He's going to want to go out of his way to put up as many yards as he can. I mean, I was hoping the defense get a couple stops, but when you put it that way and you say 470 yards. 471, actually. Oh, my God, that one extra yard. (laughs) Yep, that one extra yard is so gronk. You need that first touchdown. Man. Then it only makes it worse for Belichick because, like, I got to play you and I got to be the guy that you break the all-time passing record. On your own home field. Yeah, on my own. Yeah, in the same house (laughs) that Tom Brady built. Yep. (laughs) I'm still in the AJ Styles line. (laughs) That house that Tom Brady built. You got to watch this man break the record, score a shit ton of points. And then shake his hands and talk about how you still respect him afterwards. And say on to Miami. Or yeah. whoever whoever they play next. Yeah, man. They probably going to call Cam Newton and be like, hey, you might need your back. Well, Cam give you 20 air yards. He might get an interception out of it. But, you know, you're going to throw the ball farther. Yeah. Um, you think we see Jared Stidham? You think Mac Jones was that bad? No. I, I, nah, when, how can I put this? Belichick kind of has ways of showing you that people aren't ready. Because mm-hmm. he, he's like, okay, you keep asking for this guy. Because I remember I was a stick guy for a while. Until uh, Belichick put him in the game and he stuck up the joint. That was like Belichick's way of saying, you see, I was trying to tell you guys that he wasn't ready by making him third string. But nah. You guys thought, you know what? Let's start him. We ain't going to put Brian Horry in there. You know, at least he can manage the game and be sorry. But, you know, you just throw Stead out there. So let's see what you got. Show the world that you're not ready and then throw his ass back on the bench. Now, nah, I think Brian Horry will come back in. And he'll <laughs> and he'll play a Matt Jones stink up the joint. But they might call Cam Newton. He might be in the crowd. <laughs> you know what that story reminds me of? But. It reminds me of the Broncos. It feels like that's what they try to do with Tim Tebow. Like, just throw him out there, watch him fail, put him back on the bench and move on. Just to keep the crowd to shut up. And then that should backfire. We accidentally won a game. 
Boy, that shit backfired like a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it turned into a playoff win, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, that that was fucked up, man. Like, <laughs> Tim Tebow was, is always going to be a guy that I get, I was confused by. You could throw the ball in college, but you couldn't throw the ball in the NFL. It seemed like the ball was heavier. His throw time was slow as shit. Like, I could run right past him, and he'd still be in motion. But but Jesus Christ, it looked like you it looked like the ball was heavier. I didn't know what it was. I mean, you heard Jamal Chase Jamar Chase say that the ball with the uh the laces are different. That's why he was struggling catching the ball in the preseason. You know, you would think that college football would use NFL ready balls to to, you know, prepare these guys Pause. for the NFL. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about Roger Goodell's balls. We're talking about the actual football pigskin. You say you got to use some big boy balls. Exactly, man. You got to grow a pair. Use those. <laughs> That's what you would think because... Don't let Brady deflate him. Oh, yeah. There we go. Right there. It's only going to be a little bit, though. Not a lot. Just a little bit. Like a little... Like a needle. That's it. <laughs> it's going to deflate over time. By halftime, you're going to notice that the ball is deflated. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, but I had 28-13. I was being generous, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 40. I, Dude, I was I was borderline going to go 50. But I was like, at first I had, I think, like 42 to 20 or something like that. And I was like, you know what? That seems too close. Let me just increase the Bucks score a little bit. Decrease uh, ten, or, uh, the Patriots a little. Yeah. Oh, boy. <clears throat> I don't know, man. It's like the game is going to get way too much hype, honestly. Yeah, it's, for sure. It, it's getting lo- just a little bit too much hype, but it's really all the all the stuff going on behind the scenes. Like, this, this isn't going to look good. Like I said, I was being generous with 28-13. That was just me out of respect for, you know, Belichick's ability to fight hard and take take a practice squad guys and guys who are grocery baggers and turn them into stars. I thought you were going to say Belichick fighting hard and taking out kneecaps. I was like, you got the wrong team, buddy. Oh, no, I'm not talking about those. No, we're not going to talk about that gate. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ain't talking about that, man. There's no hitmen in in uh, NFL anymore that we know of. Unless you play for the Dan Campbell Detroit Lions. Oh shit. How do you feel about Detroit? Like, b- before we go into anything else, like, truly, how do you feel about Detroit Lions? We know they're bad, but they're competitive. They're, like, competitively bad. You know what? We can actually get into that now because the next topic is the first 0 3 team to win. Ooh. What you got? Well, considering I talked about that when we were talking about Detroit, I have the Lions. That's funny. I got them winning this week. Yep, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're facing the Bears, and at the moment, Matt, Matt Nagy was saying he doesn't even know who's going to start. See, so it could be a banged-up Andy Dalton. It could be Justin Fields, who struggled last week. Or it could be friggin' Nick Foles. I'm not, I'm not sure how you don't keep going with Justin Fields at this point. Yeah, he he struggled. He looked bad last week, but he's a rookie. 
you know, give him a shot. Don't just let him play one time. You trade it up to take him. Okay, and then you start Andy Dalton over him. And Dalton gets hurt. You put Fields in. That's just how it goes. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why you gotta try to overcomplicate things and pretend that you're smarter than everybody else. Play your dude. Play your rookie. Fields has a ton of potential. And they're against the Lions. So why not? You know, why not play them? You would think. Didn't Tua get an easy game when he first started? He didn't have to play nobody difficult. Then on top of that, his defense carried him the way. I remember that shit. Everybody was on the Tua bandwagon, and his defense was carrying his ass for like two, three weeks. It was like, was it against the Rams? Now that's a really good question. Yeah, we might have to I go back and look at that. I can't remember. I re- I do remember they the defense had like four turnovers in that game. If you're talking about the Rams with Jared Goff, because like the whole Jared Goff era has been erased from my mind since Matthew <laughs> Stafford stepped in there, because he looks at home, he looks happy. Him and Cooper Cup are, are they're itching up my ladder of like top ten duos in in uh in NFL right now. Well, for sure, they gotta be. Yeah, like, like if not if not top five, they gotta be at least six. I can't lie to you, and to me, I feel like they're top five. I, I feel like you're right. Like, I think Cooper Cup actually leads the league in receiving yards and receptions. Bro, we, anybody that eats pancakes together will dominate <laughs> together. <laughs> the pancake brothers. Man, Robert Woods needs to join them. He's Boy, been struggling this year. That's the scary part. They only can get better. Yeah. I mean, I've I've liked Robert Woods the last, like, four or five years. He's been just a very good, consistent, you know, either like a borderline one or a great number two. And then him and Cooper Cup, just an awesome wide receiver duo. But Woods just hasn't been there this year. They'll figure it out. They'll get him involved when the time's right. Uh, that's another team, but they can shit. They always able to pull off trades and shit. They can find a way to get Marlon Mack. That'll be something to watch. You know that wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm not a huge fan of Henderson. And then Sony Michelle is Sony Michelle. <laughs> nah, he's he's um. Trust me, like the the more I start reading into a lot of shit and looking in multiple angles, because this is the most research I've done, like. Off-season football, mm-hmm. like looking at like a lot of these teams, this is a lot of research I've done. But my my little thing about Sony Michelle, that's just dying. He's not doing nothing. He's not doing anything anymore. No, not at all. Nah. So Marlon Mack would be a good addition. Yep. <laughs> he would be. I think for a lot of uh, contenders, like you see the Raiders right now, Josh Jacobs, he's been out of the lineup. They've been playing Peyton Barber. Peyton friggin' Barber. Yeah. And they, you know, they signed Kenyon Drake, but they haven't been using him like the like a starter, which they need to. You know, Drake's a really good running back. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'd be afraid that if they did make a trade for Marlon Mack, he'd be splitting carries with Kenyon Drake, and they'd be both sitting behind Barber. So they're just like stacking up talent just to sit on the bench like Mr. Man did like a year or two ago. 
Yeah, I'm actually over here looking at some of these contenders. The Bucks could use Marlon Mack, honestly. I don't have faith in their running back core. Uh, you know, you know another team just popped in my mind. Who? Baltimore. Oh my God, man! They dropped Ooh. like ten running backs. Ooh, yeah, that'd be dangerous. San Francisco. I was looking at them too. That would be a great pickup. Hell, if the Falcons go two and two, that makes you a semi-contender for the playoffs or the wild card. You know, y'all can use a running back. Like seriously, we can use a running back. And I'm, I'm even looking like, hell, I hope we do, we do what we should have did last year in the upcoming draft, and we get a running back. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's not looking good. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, there's a few teams that, you know, Marlon Mack can come in and make a difference in the offense. Um, I'm not sure if it really pushes the team over the top, though. Like, running back's a really devalued position. Hell, they'll put the Falcons from four games predicted by endless to five. I don't know. I don't know if that. One, at one player alone. Hey, look here, man. We got somebody running the ball. That's less time that we have to look at Matt Ryan with the ball in his hands. True. Last time, last time you have to have PTSD flashbacks about Gurley. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I hope we don't go back and get that man. Like I don't care what we have. If we got to deal with Cordell. We have to deal with Patterson and Davis for the rest of the season. Fine, but don't whatever you do. Do not go back and get Todd Gurley. I'm still waiting on my refund. Would you rather have Sony Michelle? No. <laughs> Not at all. I'd rather have Devontae Freeman back. Oh shit. That's he <laughs> had like he had like one good run this year at Baltimore. That's I think that's like one of his only two rushes of the year. I mean that's like a little quick moment. I remember that run. That's that's one of those, you know, just to get hype in the game type moments. Like you really didn't do much. Stop it. <laughs> he was like, All right, that's my contribution for the year. I'm out. Oh, God. So, I got to say, well, before we even talk about undefeated, I have my Colts winning this week, but I already see that. I'm I'm already see. I'm struggling with that, that whole bet right there. I know I'm buying cases. I'm not liking the whole the Carson Wentz experience right now. Minus the fact we really don't have no wide receivers. But I'm not liking this Carson Wiss experience. It felt like this whole team has gotten bad. Like, a defense was top 10 last year. What's going on now? And then offense looked good. With, it looked better with Phillip Rivers than Carson Wentz. And that's a hard thing to grasp. How funny is that? Maybe not funny, not funny for you, but. Oh, no, it ironic. is funny for me. <laughs> It is funny for me. Jacoby Brissett even looked good in his uh, game with the Dolphins. I'm like, damn. Watching yeah, like, Carson Wentz is making me miss everyone. Yeah, it's funny. Like, I was looking at this game, Colts at the Dolphins. I kept going back and forth because I'm like, I want, I really want to pick the Colts. Like, I, I just, I just can't do it. I you got know, the Colts by three. I have. 
I got Miami, 23-13. That's fair. Like, Can't forget that Carson Wentz comeback in the second half. He may do something in garbage time. I just feel like an idiot. I wrote like a long-ass article about why Carson Wentz isn't done. I think I think I titled it Carson Wentz is no joke. <laughs> oh lord. That shit did not age well. I remember I was so hyped when I was writing it because I was you know, I was like, man, everybody's sleeping on this man, everyone's making a joke of him. He's gonna come back and win uh comeback player of the year. Dude. Yeah. I was like, right Mike, there with you. <laughs> like re- receiver wise. Michael Pittman looks like he can be a star. Absolutely. Pascal was, you know, a solid secondary kind of receiver. But you need, you know, you need more. T.Y. Hilton, I think he's still dealing with injury. He is, and he can still perform, but T.Y. Hilton is way past his prime. Yeah, he's in the mold of Deshaun Jackson, just like. He's small. He's really fast. But when you get older, you start slowing down. That's why guys like like Larry Fitzgerald were able to stay in the league for so long because they had that route running technique. They had awareness. They didn't just rely on athleticism. True. But with T.Y., guys like T.Y. Hilton, he's just going to, you know, one day he's going to step on the field and he ain't going to have it no more. Yeah. And with Carson Wentz as your quarterback, this could be the year. It definitely could be. This could be the year with Carson Wentz as your quarterback. He might ask for a trade next year. Oh, man. it's We'll just really backtrack. Like, can we go big, Andrew, look to come out of retirement? You know, you couldn't be any worse at this point. Seriously, man. That's all I said. Let's go get Gardner Minshew. Let's start Jacob Eason. Let's see if he can, let's see if he can win some games. We're 0-3. I feel like it's time to give another quarterback a chance. Yeah. Uh, Try to one put, more. <laughs> go ahead. Put, like, Paris Campbell at quarterback or something. See what happens. <laughs> Try something out. Exactly. This, this isn't working for me. And on top of that, I can't – I don't want to have anxiety every time Carson Wentz steps – like, drops back because you have two ankle injuries in a way. I don't want to have anxiety over that every single time you drop back or you decide to scramble, or somebody, like, touches you, or you fall. I don't want to have the anxiety right now. <laughs> Just yeah, saying. Remember, you can't have a wheelchair on the field. Exactly. You can't have a mobile one either. Like, the automatic motorized, you can't do that either. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine a pass rusher coming at him? He's like, <laughs> he's like, nope, I got the one-button push. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Man, I would die laughing, probably literally. <laughs> I'll be in my casket with a smile on my face. Until so your dumbass be... come down and put a Carson Wentz jersey on me, then I'm gonna come back to life. <laughs> I would do that shit too. But he always wanted this. You're gonna see a hand reach up and choke you like Undertaker. Uh, <laughs> so if if Carson So Carson's on the field, you know, with his with his wheelchair. The Colts run a Philly special. They call it the Indy special. And he makes the catch. So I, I'm assuming two wheels have to be down in bounds, right? Yes. Okay, but just makes... making <laughs> <laughs> sure. The problem with that is this. You know how you have the toe drag? 
Oh no. What if it's a sideline catch and he pulled that e brake? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about stopping on a dime. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled that e brake and all of a sudden it's a wheel drag. They gotta do a review to play. They're gonna be talking about, oh my god, look at that catch. You got sparks coming up off the field. They're gonna have skint marks on the field. <laughs> Tigers. That would make the referee's job a lot easier. Oh my god. As you can see, he dragged down right here where the skid marks are. <laughs> um yeah, they ain't gotta really do the replay. They can just go back and look, but they're gonna have that one referee that's gonna be like, do it, replay it right now. That may be the longest review played in the history of the NFL. <laughs> you see the rotation on the wheel right here. Yeah. All right, one more before we go to defeated, because I know we've been talking a lot. Everything else seems to be a little bit of a breeze, honestly. But Jacksonville Jaguars. I know me and you've been texting a lot about their fate for the season. And Lawrence already has seven interceptions on the year, three weeks in. But I'm looking back at the schedule, thinking about how teams are. They might pull off Dolphins by by luck, but hell, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them winning more than three games. I don't think they can do it. They can probably beat, they can beat the Jets. That's a guaranteed win right there. Yeah, I'm scrolling through their schedule right now. Yep. Back when I back when I texted you the schedule, that's when the Bengals looked like shit, but now they're looking better. You know what's and crazy about them? What's that? They're top ten in the league in sacks. The Bengals? They got 10 sacks on the year. Holy shit. Man. They're getting to the quarterback, bro. I feel bad for Trevor. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, man. I do, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, they might be able to edge out Miami. I'm looking through. I hate to say it, but Atlanta is a possibility. Nah, we're going to be better by week 12. Nah. I would nah. hope so, man. And then nah, you, got... you already tried me last week when you said start Daniel Jones. Yo, I picked the <laughs> I picked the Falcons to win. I know, but that doesn't the fact that you picked Daniel Jones to start fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy man. Now you know damn well there's people out here that care about fantasy more than the actual score of that game. So the yeah, fact that's what that I you picked him. You picked Daniel Jones against my Atlanta Falcons. To have a game. I did. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? The Jets? Yes. <laughs> Redskins defense, like right now? Maybe. But against my Atlanta Falcons? Really? I know we're bad, but come on now. We're not Danny Dimes bad. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, like uh, I said, <laughs> and last drive, though. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you guys won the game, so in the yep. end, that's all that matters. One on the road to ten games, which is looking more and more like an illusion. Yeah, you ain't getting ten. Sorry, man. Look here, man. I try to stick with my my little takes. I try to stick with it to the end, like, and just so we can go into the the undefeated teams, I'll be completely honest with you. Maybe I need to look at their schedule. But the Rams, they might, Rams they might be able to run the table. I need to look at their schedule, but they might be able to do something here. Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. 
I, I feel like there's no I feel like the Rams are not gonna sweep the division. The NFC West is too difficult. Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah, I could see him dropping one to Seattle, one to Arizona at some point this year. Um looking through, they got Green Bay at the end of November in Green Bay. It depends on what Rogers we're getting. Yeah, week week seventeen, they're at Baltimore. So there there are some good games here. Um I they're definitely gonna finish at the very least, you know, like the number three seed in the NFC to me mm-hmm. anyway. I don't see him going undefeated though. You know who else I don't want to see on see go undefeated? Oh, of course the Bucks. Tampa Bay. Yep, of course the Bucks. This is the um, game that I was the most scared of. Yep. To be honest, like that was the game that scared me the most. Then after I saw Matthew Stafford and tear apart the Bears week one, I was like, yeah, my prediction may be coming to an end soon. So yeah, watching that game, I had no hard feelings. I'm like, they look really good. The Rams look great. Yeah, Stafford's got a 70% completion, nine touchdowns and one pick. High-ass QBR rating. Yeah, dude, this I'm... <laughs> it's, this it's, guy. it's crazy. He's definitely going to finish, you know, maybe top, top three, if not winning it as the... Uh, League MVP? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he's uh, tied for second uh, behind Tom Brady with the most touchdowns. Tied with Mahomes. Yeah. It's too bad. The Cardinals is undefeated, and they got to play the rounds. And both teams undefeated. One of these teams got to take an L. Unfortunately, the Cardinals may be taking this L. Yeah, that just helps us with this uh, with this topic. One of these guys got to lose. Yeah, one of those guys got to lose, man. And the Panthers caught everybody off storm three and zero. I don't think they're losing to Dallas though. You know, I actually have three of these teams losing this week. Um, they include the Raiders. Yeah, That's, I'm just checking up. Yeah, Monday night at the Chargers. I'm really, I was really torn on this game. I think it's gonna be a really good game, really close. I have the Chargers winning it by one. I I don't know. It might be the Broncos fan in me, but I the Raiders are a good team. All right, I'm saying that now. But just based on history, you know, I can't continue. I can't take the Raiders that seriously this early in the season. And if we're in like if we're in like week ten, and they're like seven and three, eight and two, all right, give them a little more respect, but. At this point in time, like they they looked impressive, but I just don't know how much longer I can keep it up. I could I could easily see every team except for the Rams losing this week. Every undefeated. I have I have Denver beating Baltimore, just because of how good our defense has looked. And we yeah. had some injuries, but we got guys that can step in. Our running game is good. The Broncos have dominated in time of possession, so I feel like I feel like they're gonna force Lamar to throw it more because you know because the Broncos are gonna have a more balanced offensive attack and eat up some more clock. 
Uh, Carolina, I did have them beating Dallas. But after last night's game, I'm going to roll with the Cowboys. It's I the think Eagles, they're going to. I get that. But it's still, you know, it's going to mess with, mess with the Cowboys' head, make them more confident. I don't know. Like, that's going to be a really good game. And the Cowboys' defense, like we said earlier, looks like big time improved from last year. And I think that should be enough to to beat the Panthers. And Panthers are without Christian McCaffrey. Ah. So Damn. they they did not put him on IR, which is interesting because if he if he was on IR, he would miss a guaranteed three weeks. So you would think he he's gonna come back probably next week or the week the week after. But he's not gonna be there this week. And then, of course, we got the Rams-Cardinals, where I talked about that one. I have that one as my game of the week. It's going to be a good game, but I think the Rams are going to win it. Oh, absolutely. Shoot, yeah, I said so. a high-scoring game with that one. I had, uh, no, nah, not really. Shoot, I got Cardinals losing by 14, 38-24. Damn. I have the Rams winning it 33-27. Close game. I could see it. I just feel like the Rams open if they open this game wide open, pause, then <laughs> then you know it's all down here from there. It's kinda like with the with the Bucks. Man, after they just started terrorizing that defense, throwing the ball over that defense, I said, you know what, let me go find something else to watch. <laughs> like I'm not about to just sit here and just watch this man get slandered like this. This is terrible. I thought it was gonna be a better game than this. Oh boy. So Josh. Yes, sir. I asked you the other day. You told me this seems like a big deal. So tell me more about CJ Henderson and this trade to the Panthers. Uh, he's a former first round pick from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he's he has he's a good sized, good athletically skilled cornerback. He has dealt with injuries. And I think he was, I don't know if it was COVID, but it just, it was just listed as illness. So he's been, you know, up and down <clears throat> for availability. But he got traded to the Carolina Panthers for tight end Dan Arnold and a third round pick. Uh, I, I feel like the Panthers won this trade. Panthers, we already talked about how impressive the defenses looked. Very. And he's in sacks. Yeah, and their pass rush is only going to get better with, additional cornerback help uh their first round pick jc horn he had broken bones in his foot and he's going to be out for a couple months and they have dante jackson who's a he's a good corner himself so once henderson is able to get back on the field him and him and jackson are going to be able to make it make a good duo until horn gets back and that's a great you know top three uh rotation of corners uh thursday he turns 23 years old, so he's still young as shit. Yep. Um, you know, Dan Arnold, he's he's a solid tight end. He was from Arizona, and then he came to Carolina. Um, he threw the first three games. He only had seven catches, so it's not like he was a major part of this offense anyway. Uh, he went to Jacksonville. The Jaguars, they didn't really have a good tight end anyway. You know, hence the reason 
why they tried out Tim Tebow. But Arnold should be able to step in and at least provide a safety blanket for Lawrence. And looking at this deal, like, I can't help but think the Panthers are trying to win and Jacksonville is trying to get that number one pick again. <laughs> That's just what it looks like to me. I don't know. I had to catch you. Let, 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 me just, let me just throw this out there. Um, I mentioned this. I think we were talking about Houston. But... You know, when you look at when you look at the the talent on the Jaguars roster, the lack thereof. Yeah. I don't know if they have a choice. I think they're gonna be they could be handed the first overall pick. You saw how they got whooped up on by the Texans. And now before we say anything, we just gotta let them yeah, let them know that Atlanta Falcons are lurking. Don't pretend like they're not. Falcons are like, you ain't taking this pick without a fight. Like, wait a minute now. <laughs> Now, we start seeing trades middle of the season, then, you know, we got our confirmation right then and there that, okay, the Atlanta Falcons are officially in tank mode. I mean, the Falcons started it with Julio. Yeah, but that, I wouldn't say now. If they would have got Julio and Matt out of there, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, we're officially tanking. Officially. Because you really think Josh Rosen's going to carry us to five wins? You know, I really forgot Rosen was on the team. I was going to say, who's behind Matt Ryan? <laughs> yeah, it, that's the fucking problem. That is you know, the real fucking problem. <laughs> I bet Cordero Patterson is so talented. I bet he can step in there at quarterback. Fuck it. I guarantee he'll go. I guarantee ten for ten on the first <laughs> on the first drive. <laughs> Check down to Mike Davis every single time. <laughs> you heard of the Wildcat offense? How about the Wild Dreads? Boy, you know what killed me about the Falcons? What's that? They literally run a wildcat and got Matt Ryan out as receiver. Did did he run her out? Absolutely did he try? not. No, no. He pulled a Jay Cutler. When you see this man, I'm like, put Frank Felipe out there. Why the hell is Matt Ryan out here? And I'm like, oh my god, we're running wildcat with a quarterback that's slow as shit. <laughs> now that's the real race to watch right there. Tom well, Brady versus Matt Ryan, forty yard dash. Current ages, by the way. I I feel like Tom Brady would have won it. With his training, I think exactly. he would too. <laughs> <laughs> this man is 44 years old. He don't even look it. He looks like he's in his 30s. He really does. I'm, I Every day, I just think he's a freaking alien. That's the only explanation at this point. They say he don't eat regular food. Like, what's not regular food? Yeah, I, suspicious. I'm like, I'm like, nigga, do you digest air? The air's polluted. How do you do that? <laughs> oh, I feel man. like he got one of those damn. I feel like he got one of those chambers that Goku had on Dragon Ball Z, and he just sit inside that shit and rejuvenate after every game. <laughs> and like, he got a magical backpack that just like force feeding him air, and the air got all the nutrients that he need for the entire day. Photosynthesis, motherfucker. Oh boy, I can see that just like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now with the breathing exercises and all that extra shit. Oh, you know he's got a sunroom. You know he lays down in that bitch. And oh, my God. <laughs> he probably got a UFO. He's sitting here fucking around. This man you know, probably got a fortress of solitude like Superman. And he just go inside that bitch. 
you know, we better be careful calling out his his aliens and UFOs. He better come for us. Oh no, we're gonna get a text message that'd be like, cut that shit out. But who the fuck is this? A random number. <laughs> and you never in the moment you try to reply, it's gonna be like this phone is off. <laughs> and you know what you do after that? You just text pussy. And that's it. Oh man. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention Josh Gordon is officially signed with the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Like we were talking. Uh do do you want to talk about this one? Yeah, we can talk about this right quick. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say we've we've always talked about how Patrick Mahomes needs a number two. He needs a, a wide receiver opposite of Tyreek Hill. I mean, I can't I can't get too excited because whenever I do something else happens and then he's out of the league again. Yep. And this man hasn't balled out since 2013. He looked fantastic in 2013, but dude, that was eight years ago. This man could he could have literally been a top five wide receiver in the league. Yeah, he legit could have been a probably like how do you think Antonio Brown when it comes to all time greats? Yeah, he could have been on that level. Yeah, another career destroyed by the weed. The weed. Yeah, shouldn't have been destroyed by the weed, you know, because if you can make money off of it, I feel like I could smoke it. But I get it. I'm going to leave him alone about that. It's your rules. I trained this hard to get here. I should follow the rules. I get it. It's just fucked up how I think he got suspended last year or the year before. And then that same summer, they say, you know, what? we're not testing for weed anymore. And I'm like, son of a bitch, why this guy not in the league? Exactly. Like, go ahead. Exactly. Just reverse all of that. And then he has to apply for a reinstatement anyway. Then I should be like, you know what? Come on back. Exactly. Like we caught oh, yeah. you on the weed, but you know what? We just uh, we decided that it's an okay thing. You can go ahead and come on back. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You suspended me six times. Bruh. Like, really? <laughs> uh, but I, I can't wait to see what could possibly happen. I don't, uh, like, anticipate a major impact, but I think he'll be there in the clutch for those possession catches they really need. Yeah, I could see it. Mahomes and his offense desperately... Not desperately, but they could definitely use like a good just I would say a safety blanket, but Travis Kelsey is that safety blanket. Just a good a good number two to um take away from Tyreek Hill a little bit. Yeah. We already know you can't trust Clyde Edwards Alaire. Oh boy. Damn. <sighs> I ain't gonna even say nothing. I gotta give him a little bit more time. He brought me a championship for my LSU Tigers. I got a little bit more patience with him. Oh, boy. I haven't been a fan, so. Oh, we already know. You have every reason not to be a fan. He has not shown a lot for us to be fans of. Like, what, maybe two or three games that were really, like, the highlight of his short career? Yeah, his first game was the last season. Yeah, I remember that. It was, yeah, 100 yards. Over 100 yards. Yeah, he looked great. But then after that, nothing but poopy. Oh, not poopy. <laughs> poopy. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right, though. I can't wait to see what Josh Gordon brings to the table for this team. It's not going to be a major impact. I don't want anybody to think, like, this offense is just going to take off and just be like 2007 Patriots or Randy Moss. It's nothing like that. 
But what if? Boy. What if? Damn, we might get that rematch. Chiefs versus Rams. We may see Chiefs that. versus Rams. Yeah. Was it Rams or was it San Francisco that year? Are you talking about the, like, 50, 54 to 51 game? That one and then the surprise in the Super Bowl. Who did who did Pat Mahomes beat that year? Was that the 49ers or the Rams? Yeah, they, he beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Well, shit. Then, yeah, you're going to get that regular season game, but in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. Oh, the high-scoring-ass game. I don't think, I mean, as much as we want that, like, as, as much as we really want that type of high-scoring Super Bowl, I don't think we'll ever see it. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, you basically I mean, telling my defense to, basically both defense have to be in existence. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we'll ever see that, like, both sides of the ball, the defenses are just that inexistent. We're just going to play seven-on-seven seven flag. <laughs> Offensive you know linemen, you don't even need to dress. See? That could work right there. Then we're breaking <laughs> records all night long. Hell, Pat I mean, Mahomes may break the single-game the single game rushing record. Yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah, just, just keep Lamar Jackson out of that game. Because, you know, if Lamar Jackson finds his way into it, <laughs> that ain't he even going to... He can't play. ain't even going to come close. No. Lamar Jackson is banned for playing flag, flag football with the NFL banner. Go to the XFL. Go to the CFL. You can't play. No. Nah, you'd have to put the handicap on it that you can't run. Yeah, and that's what... There we go. Good. Yep, there we go. And just play deep. He might try to th- he might try to bomb it. Just play deep. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot, he might just underhand it to himself. <laughs> I can see him throwing like a five yard floater and then running to catch it. Yeah, and then he just makes everybody miss. Uh, Roger Goodell. Could you imagine that stat line? <laughs> what? Let's see here. That that would even be fair in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> twenty for twenty, with twenty receptions. Oh, Lord, this man going to have a better completion with the same amount of air yards as Mac Jones and more yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. It just appalls me when I hear about a grown man throwing only four yards. That's some shit you hear in peewee football. I mean, we heard about that shit before. Like I said, Sam Bradford. Oh, my God. When you bring that name up, bro, I just get flashbacks, and it's just not the prettiest ones. Oh, no, they ain't nothing pretty about Sam Bradford. <laughs> no, not at all. But that's why I'm just like, I have more faith in Mac Jones cause, for that. But damn. Not Sam Bradford. The, the only positive thing about Sam Bradford is he made a shit ton of money to do absolutely nothing. Damn. Yep. Yep. Very, very, very true. All right, Josh. So. Want to our fantasy pick six. All right. Uh, my first start of the week here is Minnesota quarterback Kirk Cousins against the Cleveland Browns. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I want to hear this. I don't I don't know how much anybody's been really paying attention to him, but he's been balling out so far this year. Seventy four percent completion, eight touchdowns, no turnovers. I'll say that again. 74%, 8 
eight touchdowns and no turnovers. Okay. Tom Brady leads the league in touchdown passes with 10. Like I said earlier, uh, Mahomes and Stafford have nine. Cousins have eight. And no turnovers. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are still an elite wide receiver duo. KJ Osborne had... He's he's the number three receiver now. He has 76 or more yards in two of those three games. On the year, he has 17 targets and caught 14 of them. And now, even though Irv Smith went down in the preseason, Tyler Conklin at tight end, he's starting to starting to come out a little bit. Last week in Seattle, he caught seven of his eight targets, 70 yards and a touchdown. So that only adds on to its offensive firepower. Browns defense has been playing great. But I feel like whether it's, you know, Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's going to be playing this week or not. Either him or Alexander Madison. Last week he had 112 rushing yards. No matter who it is, they're going to keep, they're going to keep the Cleveland defense focusing on the run. And the Minnesota Vikings have scored 24 or more in every single game. I say every single game. It's only been three. The, <laughs> last, the last two games, they scored 33 and 30. So this this Vikings defense is, or this Vikings team in general, is a lot better than they look. Uh, my second start is whoever starts for the Rams at running back against the Arizona Cardinals. I know I was kind of crapping on Henderson and Sony Michelle, but let's look at this here. The Cardinals defense held Derrick Henry week one to 58 rushing yards, but then the very next week, Dalvin Cook had 131, and then last week, James Robinson ran 488. So I feel like despite that 50, 58 yards, the Titans didn't look good at all week one, and their offensive line was terrible. So when you when you look at week two and week three, it seems like the Cardinals don't have that great of a run defense. And the the Rams, it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know, you're going to be focusing on Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and the passing attack. So I feel like the running game will be overlooked, and they're going to be able to catch the Cardinals by surprise. Uh my third start of the week, I actually wrote this one down before the Monday night game, but Sam Darnold, Panthers, quarterback against at the Dallas Cowboys. So at first I wrote down that <laughs> Cowboys have a weak defense, which they gave up 379 yards and four touchdowns to Tom Brady, 338 and touchdown to Justin Herbert. But... You know, it's it, it could go either way. You know, those are both really, you know, really talented, really high-flying offenses. So you can kind of skew that however you want to. Sam Darnold's been playing well. He has 68% completion. He only has three touchdowns, surprisingly, but and only uh, one interception. But he has rushing upside. Just look at the Jets game a couple years last season, I think it was, against the Broncos. He had like a 60-yard 60-yard touchdown run. It was mm-hmm. nice. Um, Christian McCaffrey's hurt, but they have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, and Chuba Hubbard should be able to step up. 
And of course, they got uh, Tommy Tremble, rookie tight end. He should be featured a little bit more now that Dan Arnold's gone. And I feel like I feel like the Panthers will probably be playing from behind against this Cowboys offense, and they will probably need to throw more. You know, especially considering they're not going to be as effective running the ball without CMC. Hubbard's going to be yeah. fine, but you know, for the most part, they probably skew more towards the pass. Uh, my three sits. My first one is Baltimore running back Tyson Williams. The Broncos have a very good run defense. Absolutely. Week one every year. Uh, we, week one held Saquon to 26 yards. Week two held James Robinson to 47 yards. And week three held Michael Carter to 24 I, I know these are three bad teams that we face, but, you know, you just, just look at the stats. Um, Tyson's good, but I don't think they're going to get as much opportunity. Like I said earlier, Broncos usually dominate time possession, so I feel like it's going to be more towards Lamar being forced to throw, and the more Lamar drops back with the ball in his hands, the more he's going to run himself, so that's less opportunities for Tyson to get the ball and um, so far on the year Lamar leads the team in rushing yards with 251 Tyson has a 164 so almost 100 yards more for Lamar my second sit is a guy we were just talking about Clyde Edwards Alaire for the Kansas City Chiefs at the Eagles Uh, he has he has ability but he's been pretty inconsistent since he since his debut. Um, the Chiefs, as a whole on offense, they don't like to run the ball. Obviously, they got Mahomes, so they're gonna be out. If I were to just take a shot in the dark, I'm gonna say that they're like 70% pass, if not more. Uh, the Chiefs don't check down the ball to their running back. Uh, you know they got. They got Kelsey as a safety blanket. Mahomes runs it, and he just yolos that yolos that bitch deep downfield. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it it usually works out for him, but sometimes it doesn't. And despite the injuries the Eagles have, it seems like every year they always have a solid run defense. Zeke and Tony Pollard had a good day on him yesterday, but I. Both of those running backs are better than Clyde. Yeah. So I, I don't think that you can really, you know, look at that production and say Clyde can do the same thing. My third sit here, I'm I'm puckering up for this one. I I don't know if you really want to sit him because you drafted him so high. But my third sit is wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. You got to do with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. You got to do with him all day. That's understandable. Not not only that, he's one of the best receivers in the league, no doubt. But he he dealt with a rib injury last week, and that ended up, you know, holding him to three catches for 21 yards on six targets. Uh, Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds both had eight targets. And A.J. Green also had six. So he wasn't even the most targeted 
receiver on his team last week. You know, when you look at, I don't, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, you know, how much rib injuries really linger. But I were, I'm just gonna assume that since he was in down to a game time decision last week, I'm gonna say that the injury is not 100% healed. You know, so I'm gonna say that it's still gonna be bothering him at least a bit. And then, like you said, Jalen Ramsey's gonna be most likely locking him up all game long. A healthy Jalen Ramsey versus a banged up Hopkins. I don't think it's even close. Ramsey's going to lock him down. And Kyler likes to spread the ball around. They got A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, Chase Edmonds, and tight end Max Williams. They're all going to get plenty of targets. And that's just going to be less opportunity for Hopkins. That's fair. That's a good one right there. Uh, So, you ready for your what if? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So, I don't know if you remember this, but last year, news broke that the Patriots pursued DeAndre Hopkins and Stephon Diggs. So, basically, my what if is this. If the Patriots somehow landed one of these star wide receivers, would Tom Brady still be a Patriot today? Why or why not? I'm going to say yes. Mostly because, you know, the reason that he left was because he wasn't getting, you know, additional talent to help him out. If he got one of those two elite receivers, it would be a Brady Moss duo all over again. Maybe not, you know, those exact stats, but, you know, just the impact on, on Brady's confidence, on the offensive production as a whole. And, I mean, we might have looked at another Patriots Super Bowl. Just, it's crazy, like, just on the one player. But, you know, when you add that in to, it's Tom Brady. He's he's the kind of quarterback, like, like Aaron Rodgers last year when he was, quote-unquote, playing angry, and he won an MVP. Yeah. Tom Brady has that exact same mindset. He could go out there with, Either Diggs or Hopkins and absolutely light it up. And like I said, probably won another Super Bowl. Okay. Actually, I was surprised with it that you said yes. Really? Yeah, because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking while I was writing it, and I was like, is one of these players enticing enough to make me say, I have a really good team with cap space in Tampa Bay. I'll just go here. Because he could have just went to Tampa Bay and then said, hey, go get me one of these guys. And still had camp. Well, okay, it depends on the timing. It depends on the timing. If they're already, you know, heading into the offseason and Brady's like, if they're at the point already where Brady's set on leaving and then they acquire one of these guys, then I agree, he still leaves. But if he's, if it was around the time where he was getting, I think he got extended, yeah, or he got more money or something like that. If it was, if it was around there or sooner, then I think he would have stayed. Okay, I like that. You don't like my what if next week though. You're probably gonna laugh a lot. 
shit. <laughs> it's, it's all right though. No, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you at the end because we almost done. We're on to our fight of flights. I got three for you this week. All right. Do you want to go first or me? You can go first. All right. Um, I think you actually kind of answered this one already, but fight or flight. The Cowboys will defeat the Panthers and take full control over the NFC East. They're going to lose to the Panthers, and they're going to still take full control of the NFC East. (laughs) (laughs) So So I'm just going to put flight on that. (laughs) No, it's not even a half and half. I'm over here checking Expedia for flights right now. No, (laughs) he's not. He's not. Stop it. Stop. I can't buy into the hype just yet. I like. I like Michael Parkinson's. I like him. He brings some needed energy to that defense. And, of course, you know, Dak and that offense is going to do what they do. I factor in you saying Christian McCaffrey is out, but nah. They, they ain't doing all that. Stop it. Just stop it. They're already going to take control of the NFC East. Who's better? Nobody. All right, nobody. <laughs> no, nah, the NFC least. I'm sorry. I have to start saying that the least. <laughs> oh. It still is. Absolutely. Shame. Fight or flight. After Sunday night's football game, Brady and Belichick will hug it out and cry in the middle of the field. (laughs) Flight. No. (laughs) These are the two of the most stubborn guys you've ever seen. They're both stuck in their own way. They they might, you know, smile and shake hands for like a split second on the field, but then once they turn their back, they'll be talking shit before they even walk away from each other. Oh, <laughs> I want to see somebody swing. Oh man, come on! <laughs> I don't know. With Brady throwing the ball faster than he ever did, he might be able to throw a quick jab real fast. I don't know about that. I I have no doubt Brady would win that. <laughs> Oh man, you should. Belichick may pull out some hidden powers, man. <laughs> he may sit there and pull out some telekinesis and shit. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe maybe he has mind control or something. If Brady hits Tom, if Brady hits Bill Belichick, then that's just confirmation for me that he's been watching AEW and he sees how you can attack old people and it's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's with the black mask. <laughs> yep. Oh my boy, you trying to get me to die from laughter. <laughs> Just see Tom Brady throw that kick. Fuck that football game. <laughs> Fuck the rest of the year. Oh man. This man better go sign that man immediately. <laughs> hey, there's his there's a solution to the ratings. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> oh shit. I, I kinda wanna see Belichick win and then Brady not shake his hand. Like he like he skirts everybody else. You know what? I wouldn't even do that. Instead of not shaking his hand, I wouldn't shake his hand and be like, I'll shake your hand in the Super Bowl because you know the team's not going to make it there. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be petty with it. Or he could say in the press conference, I'll shake his hand when he earns my respect. Well, if he pulled that out, I'd be <laughs> like, damn. You're going to disrespect oh, man, the man that, that brought be- you 20 years of top five defenses? He basically gave birth to you. Like, bro, you're going to disrespect the man that brought you 20 years of top five defenses. Stop it. Pay homage. Say thank you. And he'd be like, <laughs> fuck you, because you never got me no help. 
I mean, he got every reason to be mad. I keep taking pay cuts, and you keep bringing me these practice squad guys. Yeah, right. And say, make the best of it. Like, <laughs> nah. Anyways. All it's, right. It's all you. Fight or flight. In week two, Justin Fields were bounced back against the Lions, at least statistically. I'm going to say fight. I don't think anybody should write off Justin Fields for that first game. I would I would be lying if I said I wasn't talking shit to Falcons fans because I'm just sitting here and I'm like, y'all wanted this guy so bad, and you saw what happened. But in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here like he played the Cleveland Browns, man. Nobody expected Miles Garrett to go off for four and a half sacks, but you played the Cleveland Browns. The Lions, that's a little bit of a that, – that, that was a good starting point right there. Okay, I shuck off my first game. I got that rust out the way. Now I can go out here and show what I really can do. So, yeah, I think he's going to go over 200 yards. I'll even give him 50 yards on the ground rushing. Two TDs. So, yeah, fight. Fight all the way. Uppercut, elbow, super kick, black mass, any move you can think of. Fight. They call it the Brady mass. Oh, Lord, we're calling it the Brady mass now? Brady mass. Oh, Lord, we're not going to call it the House of M. We're going to call it the House of Brady. The House of TB. Oh, Lord. This is the house that TB built. This is literally it, for real. The house that TB built. TB12. I can see him now having the fans chanting that. Oh, yeah, instead of AJ Styles, TB12. Yep. You're going to be like, let's go build TB12. He's got to grow out his hair to get that, like, Karen haircut. <laughs> oh, my God. Not the Karen haircut. <laughs> oh, my God. Trey's in his UFO for a minivan. He couldn't do it for a Prius? That's a hybrid. Not a minivan. Nah, he just goes full minivan. Oh man. Gronk can't Got fit to. in that. <laughs> Gronk can't fit in that. Stop it. Just Gronk stop. squished. <laughs> stop it. Ugh. Stop it, Josh. <laughs> uh, fight or flight, man. Fight or flight. Jameis Winston finally throws for 200-plus yards. Fight. Wait, you said fight or flight? I said fight. Okay. He, I mean, he doesn't have that much talent around him other than Kamara. But, you know, Winston's a good enough quarterback to, 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 to put the stats together. It's only 200 yards. He's I believe they're the facing... I was going to say he's facing the Giants this week, so... I mean, I don't... Did Matt Ryan put up 200 yards? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy fight. <laughs> Absolutely. It's on you. All right. My third one. This is my favorite one of the week because it's also a pat on my own back. Fight or flight. My bold prediction about the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing under 500 and missing the playoffs for the first time with Mike Tomlin. Will become a reality. It's a fight for me now. Yes. It's a fight for me. I don't like how they look. The defense doesn't look good. The offense looks inexistent. That intermediate yoga plus low carb beer is not paying off of Ben Roethlisberger. Najee Harris is trying his hardest, but he can't do nothing behind that line. They're already suffering with injuries. Yeah, man. Fight all the way, man. Mike Tomlin might fight Big Ben. 
and put like that, man. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. He got to have that black moment. He got to have it. I've dealt with this shit for years, and I can't take it anymore because they keep looking at me. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. Did you it's see on you? Did you see Ben trip? Bruh. You saw you saw that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Tom was like, oh, come on. How is that my fault? <laughs> Bruh. Oh, that's like when Mark Sanchez in the butt fumble. Was that Mark? Yeah, that, that was Mark. yeah, that was Sanchez. Oh my God. <laughs> you gonna blame that on Ryan? Like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's on Mark. This is on Ben. <laughs> he slipped I, and fell. <laughs> I was I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about that play and they're like, How does it like it look he tripped on his own feet, right? But it looked like you know, his, his momentum was in carrying him to the ground. But it looked like when he hit the ground, he hit it so aggressively. Like, he fell really aggressively. Well, he is old. That's true. He's pretty he big, is. too. That's why they call yeah. him Big Ben. Yeah, he's a little bit... You know, he was fit when they was really calling him Big Ben. Now he's literally Big Ben. Yeah, I remember... It was probably, like, 2010, 2011... But he was big, but he was, like, at least a little bit mobile. Yeah. Like, it seemed like every third down, he would get loose for a first. No, but now, he wasn't easy to bring down, either. Yeah, like, he could actually fight it off. But, yeah. you know, a decade later, that's just what happens to you. Yeah. You just trip and fall, literally fall on your face. <laughs> <laughs> at least that was a completion. I, I think it was. Oh Lord! I will say, I will say though, for the Steelers, I I know they didn't really have a choice because Juju went out with injury, but I was impressed with Najee Harris in the receiving game, 19 targets and 14 catches for a running back. That's Man. insane. I have no like Najee Harris. I feel like he could be a running back for the future for them. Everything else is time to make a change. Yeah, you need new everything else. <laughs> the yeah. defense is still the defense is still good when everyone's healthy, but that's the thing though, when everyone's healthy. Yeah. Yeah, we're at the point of no return on that. <laughs> I would like say that. I would say keep Najee Harris and keep Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and then just take the rest of the offense and throw it in and draw a new hand. You know what? Let's go ahead and just start tanking, man. Fuck it. Yep, fuck it. Start tanking. Rack up these draft picks. My last fight or flight for you. Fight or flight. Derrick Henry breaks the single game rushing record against the Jets. What's the single game rushing record? It's like two. It's like 298, I believe. It's close to 300. I'm going to say flight. Oh. I know, I know that would be fun. I, I mean, Her- Henry's gonna pound him. There ain't no question. I don't think he's gonna pound him that much. I know we got, you know, other injuries to the rest of the offense, but he's gonna have probably, I could see two hundred yards. I don't know about, you know, three. That's that's just a little too much for me. That's gonna require like. Like we've seen him break off. Runs. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we've seen him break off a 99-yard touchdown run against Jacksonville. I think it was Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I don't... I think he's going to have to break off two of those. Yeah, he's going to have to have that Adrian Peterson-type game where he was just unstoppable. Yeah, he and still also... He's break the record, but still. Yeah, also, when you think about it, like, if he wants a 99-yard touchdown run, either the punter on the Jets is going to have to do a fantastic job, or the Jets are going to have to get into the red zone, which... <laughs> oh man, sweet dreams on that. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll take like five false start penalties to move back on purpose. Oh man, you made me think of a really good meme about the Jets. Oh and... no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they got they got to get down to the red zone. <laughs> I mean, I know we're having fun, but let's at least be a little realistic. Oh, Zach Wilson, dude. <laughs> their, their, <laughs> their best bet. Their best bet is to get like a quick screen to Corey Davis and have, you know, a couple of blockers ahead of him. But yeah, no, I don't have any faith in Zach Wilson leading more than. The only thing I have faith in him leading is leading the league in interceptions. Oh. And even then, Trevor Lawrence is like, hold my beer. Yep. Hold, hold my sunshine. <laughs> Don't leave this legacy all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Man, that's, that's a rookie quarterback battle for the wrong reasons. Oh, man. Just imagine if... Did they, did they even play each other this year? Um... I think they do actually, because we're talking about you're talking about Jacksonville uh, eventually getting a win. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I'm looking it up now. I think they do face each other later on the season. Week 16. Yeah, at the Jets. No wins. Both teams haven't won a game yet. It comes down to that game, week 16, for one win. I'm all in. That's the day after Christmas. I'm all in. I will watch that game overtime. It's going to go double overtime. It's going to be a draw at the end. <laughs> it would be, too. <laughs> nobody wins this game because oh, nobody no. can get in the end zone. It's going to be turnover at the turnover at the turnover. Sack at the turnover at the turnover. Now, what's like, going to happen is somebody's going to sign Todd Gurley, and he's going to accidentally score the game when he touchdown. <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, that's how you get to the red zone if you're the Jets. Just sign Todd Gurley and tell him not to score. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you hold do. my beer. <laughs> I mean, it could be a fun game because it's at it's in New York. It's the day after Christmas. It could be a snowy game. Yeah. Lawrence. Climb the control. <laughs> Lawrence versus Wilson. I mean, oh, that might be my most anticipated game of the year if they do, if they be- both don't win no game. <laughs> We got to put that for game of the week, week 16. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, fight for, the fight for the first pick is going to come down to the Jaguars and the Jets. <laughs> Both oh, teams are going to try not to score and let the other team win so that they can keep that number one pick. No, you know what's going to happen, right? But They're going to battle each other to a tie, and the Falcons are going to sneak their ass past them both, get that first pick themselves. 
The Falcons, but the Falcons ended up with the first overall draft pick. This would be the most exciting time in Atlanta since they went to the Super Bowl, and that's kind of sad to me. <laughs> More exciting than Kyle Pitts. <sighs> I remember all the hype. Oh boy, when I tell you, I'm Josh. I got stuff loaded, ready to go to rant about these Atlanta Falcons. I'm holding off. My season really start out start off week four. <laughs> week four, I'm going bananas. <laughs> like after this week, I'm going straight bananas. We are four games in, and here we are. I don't even want to. I'm not even going to go there. Not with Kyle Pitts. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I mean, nope. I mean, you could you could say that your season starts week three. That way, you can start off with a win. <sighs> as far as the shit talking that I got planned, week four. Oh man, I cannot wait for this. Week four and on. That's that's where it kind of starts for me. Cause I'm pretty sure you're sitting back and you're like, wow, this guy hasn't went on a rant about the Falcons yet. Oh yeah, it's definitely come across my mind a few times. We were too busy talking about Carson and the Colts all the time. Oh boy. That's in the back of my mind with them niggas. Cause I'm like, you put Jacob Easton in, we'll probably win a game. Is that, <laughs> is it's, that simple at this point? It seems like like despite the Falcons just looking like they both have Oh, shit, no, the Falcons have a better record than the Colts. Holy shit. I was going to say, like, the Colts, you look at them, they're a better team on paper. But the Falcons just seem more interesting. The Falcons seem interesting because, you know, we got Arthur Smith and then we got Julio's gone. (laughs) Yeah, and then you got Matt Ryan here. Then we go over to Colt City. We got to pray that Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt from dust coming out the air or a, a bird flying down and hitting his ankle. There's a lot of worries here. You step on a crack, you break Carson Wentz's back, all that stuff. That's what they say. Exactly. 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 Now I'm just imagining like a Blue Jay or something dive bombing his ankle. Exactly. You're just like, ah, shit. I got to worry about all that stuff. So, yeah, my my whole shenanigans where I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? It starts after this week. Because it's it's some teams I've been looking at. And I'm like, all right, now. You're giving me too much shit to talk about. It's it's all right. And when you look at your division, like, the, the Falcons aren't great, but third place in the South, I mean, it's not out of reach. The Saints are up and down. Yeah, but if Jameis Winston starts deciding, you know what, 200 yards ain't that bad, that gives them an extra boost. That means one of those wide receivers got to step up. Yeah, I mean, shit, I didn't see Carolina doing this shit. Then here yeah, they I come. Know, right? I'm like, I you had... know what, that's off the way. We're not, we'll probably sneak one game of Carolina. And then I look at the Saints, and I'm like, I hold on to the fact they have a good defense. That's it. Yeah, that, that's really it. That and Camara. Yeah, that's it. Just two players. <laughs> One player and a defense. That's it. That's what I hold on to. And I'm like, that's enough to beat the Falcons twice. Yeah, if you can get uh, Matt Ryan and... You know, Calvin really has been really disappointed this year, too. Boy, like I said, after this week, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Boy, you want to talk Kyle Pitts. Boy, he stink like an armpit right now, but we ain't going to go there. Cal armpits. Yeah, Carl. Yeah, that's exactly who he is. Cal armpits. Hairy, no deodorant, just musty. 
Oh, I'm moist. That, boy, that's even worse, bro. That's even worse. You see shit like this is why the podcast be long. <laughs> and I'm damn proud of it. Y'all be, y'all be trying to piss me off with these guys. Y'all know I'll be looking at this shit. And I feel like in the back of y'all mind, it's like, oh, boy, I can't wait to hear what you guys say about this shit going on. <laughs> it's, I'll be over here. My uncle be watching the game with me. And I'll be, oh, boy, I'll be having him cracking up. It's all right, though. Before we even get into the mic drops, you already know how I do. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter, J underscore whole 34. That's Josh, the daily FOE. That's me. Then on Facebook, you can follow us on the FOE podcast fan page. Now I post a lot of dumb shit along with memes and my thoughts. I always like to throw that out there before we do these mic drops. But Josh, I will let you know. My mic drop was surrounded around... Derrick Henry breaking that record. And that's still my mic drop because I got to tell you this cliffhanger as far as what you can look forward to next week. And I'm going to give you a sample. So I'm going to let you go ahead and do your mic drop right quick. All right. This would be a little surprising here. So. This team will lose to Detroit. Okay, the Bears will lose to the Lions. For this For this player, losing to the Lions will be the last draw. So far this year, he has 21 targets, only 10 catches for 86 yards and one touchdown through three games. Allen Robinson will force his way out of Chicago before the trade deadline. He is sick of the Chicago shit. He wants out. And it will happen. Bring his ass to Atlanta. Bring his ass anywhere, dude. Chicago's not working. Yeah. Y'all franchise me for this? Exactly. I know just Justin Fields' first week, but Robinson's getting close to 30. That's not, like, old, old, but he's not – pretty soon he's not going to be in his prime anymore. They'll get him somewhere where he can ball out with a good quarterback and a good offense and a chance to win. He deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I might have to break this streak. I, I'm going to have to tell the world about this man. Allen Robinson. I got like five articles I've been reading, just looking up different shit on him. The world needs to know how good this man is. He deserves to be on the team. He's a contender. He can help any contender out right now. Exactly. He's year after year, he's, you know, top 10. Um, He's, you know, always making guys miss, always making the contested catches, being reliable, scoring touchdowns. But like I said, through three games, 21 targets, which is fine, but only 10 catches, 86 yards, and a single touchdown. Sure, I wonder how many of those passes were overthrown or underthrown. Exactly. 10 catches for 86 and a touchdown. That's that's a typical game for Allen Robinson. Yeah. He needs out, and he needs to go to a contender. Shit. If he, figure, if he forces his way out next year... Well, he got that franchise tag. I'm pretty sure he ain't coming back. Shit, Pat. I don't give a fuck what they say. You can never have enough weapons on offense. Please don't. <laughs> you can never have enough weapons on offense. This is an idea. You only gonna have Josh Gordon for like what the rest of the season? That's it. Like, <laughs> nah. Based on his track record, I'd say about five weeks. <laughs> oh damn. Wait, we ain't gotta worry about we ain't gotta worry about we no more. That's true, but the NFL 
it seems like they focus on certain people and they just go out of their way to try to fuck them over. So I'm just saying it wouldn't be surprising. Very fair. All right, Josh. Before I say this, once again, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, J underscore Ho 34 on Twitter, along with the Daily FOE. And on Facebook, FOE Pod or FOE Podcast. That's our Facebook page. Now, next week, I have a interesting segment that I'm probably going to try not to laugh throughout. And it's a what if. I'm going to talk about if LeBron chose football over basketball. Oh, boy. Oh, ain't no old boy. It really is not an old boy. I got some stats for you, buddy. Oh, <laughs> man. I got some stats for you. and you're, Oh, you're going to probably get your blood pressure up. I even got a player comparison. Oh, a player comparison. I cannot wait for this one. I got a player comparison. Because if LeBron was to play in the league, this player probably, he'll still be great. But Le- there people will look at LeBron. That's it. That's it. And like I said, I'm going to try not to laugh throughout the whole thing through. But you know what? Just before we get off the air, I'm going to give you a little small snippet. Two snippets, okay? Because I right. decided that I'm going to break this down going back to high school into the league today. So, ESPN 2009. Former Packers safety Mark Murphy said this. I tell people that I rate my top receivers, coaching, player, or watching as James Lofton, Jerry Rice, Steve Largent, and LeBron James. That's one. What the this, fuck? <laughs> this one is really going to blow you away. Because it's going to be a whole... It's a fantasy what if. This is a huge fantasy what if. LeBron James came out 2004, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So in my mind, it's clear. If he played football, he's going to commit to Ohio State. 2007, he gets drafted. When you, when this is over, you're going to think about who got drafted with him, and you're going to say, oh, shit, and you're probably going to text me, you better not. But guess what team he goes to in 2007? you want me to guess? Yes. Patriots. Cleveland Browns. Just like he did in 04. He went to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But in 07, he's going to go to the Cleveland Browns because they still suck. With a third pick in the NFL draft, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns will select, and I'm going to repeat this next week, the Cleveland Browns will select LeBron James. Our camera's not on, so you can't see me right now. I'm just sitting back, shaking my head. You just sitting back, shaking your head like this nigga? I know you ain't saying the nigga part, but I know you're still saying this nigga. This dude. There we go. It's all right, though. You can shake your head, man. Guess what? I'm not even done yet. I'm up to. I'm only up to 2012 on my papers. I got like two papers full shit. of stuff. <laughs> sure. We got we to gotta save this shit for next week. <laughs> oh, boy. Coming out the gate, you're going to be like, stop right now. <laughs> Scrap this whole statement. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. Coming out the gate, you're going to be like, no, you've done enough. This is way too much. <laughs> Like, you're lying to yourself. You're going to be like, stop it. But guess what, though? It makes great podcasting. It it does something, man. It makes great podcasting, man. 
It may, look here, man. If two grown men can sit here and make dick jokes all day and get listeners, I can talk about LeBron James if he gets, if he would have chose football over basketball. It even gets better. I was even looking at the highlights. Well, something that's ridiculous and funny at the same time. What's that? I didn't know in like, I think it was 2011, this man played in a flag football game and it was so unfair. He had like four interceptions from the video I saw. Three pick six. I love you, dude, but it's flag football. <laughs> I understand that, man. But it's the I played, games. I played flag football. <laughs> and I played sideline bust. It's LeBron James. Oh, man. It is LeBron James. But to everybody that's listening to this, thank you. You can wait for next week to at me. I'm still going to say it. I'm still going to talk about this shit. You can wait till next week to at me. You ain't got to at me this week. Nah. But just to give it out one more time, Facebook FOE pod, Twitter, the daily FOE, and J underscore whole 34. I am your host, Matt. This is Josh, and we are out.